Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. Just drop that ass, bitch, it's Open Micers and the house. Pop that pussy with that Open Micers logo in your mouth. Jason with his bald-ass head, Jacob looking in bed. It's Open Micers, bitch, heard what I said. Drop that ass, drop that ass, Open Micers in the house. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, Open Micers in the house. Open Micers in the house, Open Micers is a mouse. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, Open Micers in the house. The mic is now open. Yes, the mic is now open. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig, and I missed that theme song, Jason. We, yeah. we haven't had any guests this month. We haven't been able to just properly riff yeah. on what I stand by as the worst theme song in all of podcasts. <laughs> I'm excited to get back to it. Yeah, me too. It's been a few weeks. I had COVID uh a week before last couldn't be here we didn't have we and we lost our guest for last week because of my covid and uh so we haven't had a guest in a few weeks but we got a banger tonight want to introduce him yeah we do of course i do man i mean he is a guy that you know from sirius xm you know him from the bob and tom show you know him from hgtv's design fails and most importantly you know him from headlining shows all across the entire country all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. It's the one and only Andrew Rudick. How you doing, man? Good. Thank you for that. That was a very sweet intro. And I, I got to disagree. I, I think that I like the theme song. I think it's, <laughs> it's not the worst. So if, th- this is what I, I usually ask our guests. If you were listening, you were looking for a comedy podcast and you're like, I'm going to try this open micers podcast. And you heard that theme song. Would it turn you away or would you keep listening? Um, I don't know. I think I keep listening. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, peaked, it would peak my, my fancy. Cause there's a lot well, of a download po- is a download. Jason. <laughs> a lot. <there's laughs> We've a lot already of... got it. If they can click on it, <laughs> there's a lot of pop and pussy talk in our theme song. A lot more yeah. than I expected there to be when we no pussies to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there's too much of it. <laughs> None are being popped tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, according to my seventh grade football coach, I am, but you know, yeah. <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah, right. According to everyone I went to high school with. <laughs> according to my brother every day, even now, as, as a 40, he's 41. He's still daily basis. Oh, is your, is your brother older than you or, or younger? Yeah, he's older. older. He bullies me. Yeah. How, how much older is your brother than you? He's five years older than me. Same with my brother. Do you find... Yeah. Five year difference between brothers. How old? How much older is your brother than you, Jacob? Uh, my brother is eight years older than oh, okay. me. Okay, so yeah, he's yeah. past that five year mark. Like me and my brother could not be more different people. Like when it yeah. just as our attitudes and just life, you know, like the way we think about life. Is, do you find that to be the same with your brother uh, being that much older than you? Yeah, 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 I have the same thing. I think we're very different. I mean, I we. You know, we love each other. We have a, our own relationship, but yeah, we're personality-wise couldn't be more different. And my sister, do you guys know my sister is a comedian? I don't know if um, I'm familiar. A, yeah, so she's like a, a, a pretty successful now, which is like she's blown up over the last few years. Pandemic, she does this wealthy woman character on TikTok. <laughs> um, but we are, me and her are very very similar, and we kind of have a very different personality than than our brother. Does he bully her too? He did uh, <laughs> when, when we were younger. He doesn't anymore. He just just me. Uh, <laughs> I think right. he. Yeah, she's a little bit more sensitive to it. I think, but uh, <laughs> or I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he just. I don't know. 
you know, you have different relationships with different siblings. So, right. Because yeah. when, I, when I was younger, my brother duct taped me to a, a lawn chair uh, in the front <laughs> yeah. yard for like three hours until my parents got home and let me loose. So that's our Man. relationship in a nutshell. Yeah. Man, I can relate to that one time. My brother was babysitting me and he, uh, he, t- I, he like beat me up and then he was like, t- took all the phone cords out of the wall so I couldn't call my parents. You know what I mean? He, he had me in a lockdown hostage situation. Uh, my so. goodness. I forgot about phone cords. Yeah. I was just about to say, like, there's a bunch of like, uh, you know, people under 20 listening right now that are like, what the hell is a phone cord? <laughs> yeah but uh so did you hear the thing not too long ago there was this girl who i guess she was like a teenager or something and she was on tiktok and she was saying like should we should have like a phone that stays in your house that you don't take anywhere i'm like that's a landline that's what a freaking <laughs> landline is they we've come to the point where they don't even know what a landline is and they think that's a great idea like no, yeah. it's not. That was Alexandria Bell. She reinvented it. Yeah. <laughs> Ring her up. <laughs> so, do you um, still remember your old landline phone number? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What was it? Let's give it a ring. Mine was four five one three four seven four three nine eight seven. Yeah, by heart. I I feel like mine is deep in my memory banks. Yeah. I want to say it was like two two eight two 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 eight three two six four six eight one. I think. Yeah, and yeah, I, I still re- remember all my best friends' houses growing up. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know any of their cell phone numbers by heart, but I know their parents. I can call their parents right now. Right. So, gun to your head right now, how many phone numbers do you think you can name that are like in your phone? <laughs> um. That's a, that's a great question. Probably, probably four. My sisters, my mom's, my dad's, and my brothers. That's a big number. I've got only one. Only my fiance. That's <laughs> yeah. the only one I've got. Yeah, I don't know my girlfriends. Yeah, I don't Dude, either. I, <laughs> I only know. I literally just sitting here thinking about it. I only know my mom's number. That's it. Yeah, that's the only yeah. number I have memorized. Yeah. My mom yeah. got me a pager when I was in fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Little suburban pimp walking the streets. Now we're talking. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob. So you were, were you ever you were too young what? to have uh to enjoy a pager, huh? I was, but I was too young to enjoy it, but I was too young to have it. <laughs> Did you have a pager? Did you have a pager, Jason? Yeah, I had a pager. <laughs> as soon as they came out, I was like, I want to look important. Yeah. They were See, cool. They made you feel cool. I never had a pager, but I did get diabetes when I was 12. And so <laughs> I went away from school for like a month. And then I came back to school with an insulin pump. And everyone was like, Jacob's just really weird and has a pager. <laughs> and, and everyone kept asking me about it. Like everyone in the school was just like, is that a pager? And, I, and eventually I was like, no, it's my Tamagotchi. And they also didn't know what that was. So I had a pager like, for like fucking crazy. I had a pager for like five years, and I remember it was like five dollars a month for it. It was like cheap as hell to have one. Yeah, that would have been wild if you had ended your story when you said I, <laughs> I didn't have a pager, but I did have diabetes, and you just stopped there. <laughs> and then just stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is a segue to my new bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some diabetes material worked out yeah dude i got away with so much in school by playing the diabetes card oh yeah like i remember one time i threw a desk at my teacher and then i was just like my blood sugar is high and they didn't know it's great what that meant it's a good reason that yeah that's a good excuse for sure i was a big fainter in high school i fainted easily and i don't know why i said in high school now in life i usually my whole life what are the benefits of fainting? What what are you benefiting uh, from this? Uh, zero. It's terrible. It, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> what are you I, I can't fainting control. from? Or what are you like a a, a woman I mean, in like Victorian war? England? Like, like oh, yeah. I got the vapors. <laughs> That's a good analogy. That's kind of what it looks like from an outsider's perspective. Is like, Ooh. but um, <laughs> I if I see like gore in a movie or uh, it's happened in like classes before, in like history classes where um. 
if they're describing something really like horrific, it happened in seventh and 10th grade history classes talking about the Holocaust. I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm half Jewish and I have blood. So it's like, and they were talking about really descriptive, like yeah, pretty like horrifying things that happened. Um, and you were just like, pop, pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went down a couple of times then, and then it's happened to me a few, it happened to me like a year ago. It's really embarrassing. It'll happen to me. Like, Somebody, a comic told me a story once that made me go down. What what kind of a story was this? It was a story about a, like a murderer. It was like a murder case. Ooh. I don't know what it was. I, I don't know if I was like tortured and murdered in the past life. Maybe? So what you're saying is if you had a killer, like you're really easily murdered is what you're saying. Like if there <laughs> yeah, was a yeah, killer. Yeah, I'm going to run. I'm just going to like. Yeah. <laughs> but then that, that might be better because like. Oh, way better. Know, because it's like think about like the thing when you fight a bear you're not supposed to fight you're supposed to just faint and it'll take mercy on you right yeah and it's yeah yeah bears like oh this poor victorian woman she's falling (laughs) like the killer in your house is just gonna be like this poor guy i can't kill him (laughs) i need to get him some orange juice (laughs) like this is just embarrassing yeah this is this isn't even fun anymore yeah yeah I, I remember the last time I fainted. I faint every time I get blood taken if I look at how much blood is coming out of my arm. Yeah, I think that's a pretty common thing. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That's a more that's a way more reasonable one. Yeah. And I remember I, I, I did it and like my, my mom was holding my hand. It was like 13 at the time. And I just I fainted. I remember waking up to her like fucking losing her mind and just going. <laughs> shut up bitch shut up bitch like over and over again like subconsciously and apparently i actually said that just over and over again <laughs> uh, oh no did you get her a card that says shut up bitch uh, no but i got to skip science class that day <laughs> i got to just take the day off of school and go eat denny's oh that's great <laughs> God, the last time i fainted was a couple of years ago I was getting prepped for surgery because I had kidney stones really bad and I have mm. low blood pressure so the lady trying to give me the IV couldn't get a good vein so she was yeah. just digging around in like the back of my hand like my wrist uh-huh. and like eventually I just passed out from her just digging around oh, yeah. in there I mean yeah that's anybody would have that's fucking that's horrifying um w- I've heard kidney stones are so painful. Is that is that true? Dude, I would rather be set on fire than have another kidney stone. Yeah. Do you know what caused it? Was there anything in sp- specifically? Um, well, they told me it was uh, calcium and uh, animal protein. And it was from mm-hmm. also drinking like uh, black tea. Like black well, tea. And which is sucks because like sweet tea is like, you know, 90% of what we drink down here in the South. So now I can't have yeah. sweet tea anymore. Oh, that sucks. I heard, yeah, I heard it was like caffeine, soda, like mm. coffee. I mean, it was, like not, it was so yeah. bad. I became vegan for like two years afterwards. Really? Yeah. I just and would yeah, not go that's... near a piece of meat for like two years. I was like, I'm never want to yeah. have this happen again. Too much meat and not enough. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So basically, my current diet. Do yeah. the opposite of it, <laughs> dude. It with all like the Pepsi, like... with all the Diet Coke you drink, Jacob, I'm surprised you don't have a kidney stone like the size of a baseball by now. I am a kidney stone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted to soda too. I got to cut that out because that's what I'm wearing. And coffee because I stopped drinking, so it's I went straight to sugar and caffeine. Oh, yeah. yeah, but you don't oh. understand, Jacob. We go we go to like uh, the the open mic here at, at the juke joint, which we're gonna get to in a bit. And yeah. as soon as Jacob walks in, they instantly pour him a a, a pitcher of diet coke, and that's what accurate. he drinks on. And he don't just doesn't doesn't just drink one; he'll have like two or three pitchers, yeah. like gallon pitchers of diet yes. coke. I will have three gallons of diet coke, and um, I they don't just pour, start pouring it when I walk in, Jason. I walk to the bar and I order a Jacob Craig special and they know what that means. <laughs> it means a, it means a gallon of diet Coke. I will not be paying. For. But, and he doesn't <laughs> use a normal straw either. It's like this huge pitcher of diet Coke with like the, one of those little coffee straws sticking out the top of it. <laughs> I'm trying I have to, to measure my that. Dude, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, You're so weird. 
We have our thing. I'm violently addicted to marijuana. So, you know. <laughs> Let's go. I was wondering why you seemed like the nicest guy of all time. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I use it to help uh, with the anxiety and rage and, you know, everything. It's just. So, Andrew, what is it about this? With Because all three of us right now, we've got anxiety and rage. All three yeah. of us on this podcast, and we're all three stand up comedians. Why are yeah. we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's something that lends itself to that. It's an outlet. It's a, you know, it's a healthy release in some senses. Yeah, to... It's an outlet, but also I hate doing it. Like, I hate yeah. doing stand up. Yeah, it is weird. It's like it also is like the cause of all of it as well. So uh, <laughs> of all the anxiety and rage. Um, yeah. yeah, but don't you think it would be better if like we actually went to therapy instead of doing open mic? Don't you think that would be a yeah. little more, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, there is no, you know, that's like I think that's a misconception that therapy is like it is not a replacement at all for or comedy is not a replacement at all for therapy you know that's like a lot of comedians go up and they're like this is my therapy like no you you motherfucker you need therapy you know it's it's important and like i think i only recently started to like consistently go to therapy i finally found a good therapist and um i hate talking to him and it's great though i hate it you know it's uncomfortable but it's like it is so necessary yeah yeah. I, I saw a therapist for a little while when I was a teenager and I had to stop going because I just did bits. Yeah. For an yeah. hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, yo, I killed in that therapy session in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're deflecting, you know, <laughs> you're right. You're that's, uh, but it's good. You know, I'm trying to crush in that session every single time, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm deflecting. Right. Do you use better help or do you see an actual therapist? Um, I, I've been able to see an actual therapist through, it is virtual, but, um, it's not through better, better. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's good. Better help won't sponsor us. Anyways. Next question. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, really? I would love, I would actually love to shit on them then because they, I did a couple with them and I had terrible experiences. Terrible. Please experiences. share them because they refuse to sponsor our podcast. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I thought the one guy was like, I couldn't believe how unbelievably dumb he was. And I was just like, he, it, I don't know. It was just, he was so bad. And then I was like, why am I like, this is why it's so cheap or why it's so, not that it's so cheap, but. Well, it's probably know. the therapist who like barely passed <laughs> you yeah. know, and got yeah, their yeah. degree. Like they're the ones doing better help. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and maybe I had just had a bad experience. But also, if they want to sponsor you guys, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. Fuck my ass. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking them and HelloFresh. Yeah. Fuck both of them. Yeah, we. Both of them. Well, I mean, it might not be their fault though. Spotify was Spotify's the culprit. We were we haven't been able to get major sponsors for this show. Because we were using Spotify, who tells you that you only have like a fifth of the listeners that you have. Yeah. So yeah. we have like way more listeners than we thought this entire time. And we could have just yeah. gotten real sponsors. Man. Yeah. yeah. I was telling Jacob earlier today, it's amazing. We switched servers uh, hosting uh, for our podcast to Acast a few weeks ago. And yeah. it already shows that our numbers are four times what spotify was telling us our numbers were that's crazy i'm like that's yeah. insane like how are they getting away with that like and people don't know so if, if you're listening to this and you have a podcast and you're with spotify for podcasters they're not telling you what your real numbers are on that service yeah. probably not for anything yeah fuck them fuck hello fresh we're like goodbye rotten <laughs> <laughs> get out of town Yeah. Oh man! So one of the things we like to do uh, on this show, you know, we we always we're called open micers. So the the one big question we like to ask our guests is, what was your very first open mic like? Um, it was very fun. It uh, my friends all a bunch of friends came out, and then my one buddy who's still a very good friend of mine who's very funny and went up for his first time. He's a musician. He only he went up a handful of times. Very funny every time, um, but didn't really care to do it. 
Um, and it went well, you know, well, I thought it went well at the time. I was like the exhilaration of it. Um, but my friend threw a banana at my face, uh, which was pretty funny in retrospect. I don't remember why. I think he told me he was going to do it. I can't remember, but that was always, that was fun. Um, and then I proceeded to, you know, bomb for five years. <laughs> yeah. See that good five-year bomb window. No comic can skip it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what funny, you, dude. Did you guys have good experiences or bad experiences first time? We actually... Jason had a horrible experience. Well, I... yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yours Jason's... wasn't great. Jason's comedy was just so bad. Well, yeah, I mean, mine was bad, too. I, I was lucky in that I had, like, a, you know, g- good venue that had a good crowd at the time. And, you know, I, I, I people came to see me, and they were just excited to see me do comedy, you know. Yeah. But see, if I had gone up at a legit open, like a, a, you know, a proper open mic, it would have gone how it would have gone for anyone first time, you know. Right. Yeah, see, we, we made our stand-up debuts five seconds apart on the same show on the same night. So yeah. it, it was literally me going up first, doing 10 minutes my first time ever, um, bombing hard, and then getting off stage and having this like adrenaline rush of like, oh my God, I did so bad. Everyone's looking at me. I suck. And then hearing Jason on stage do <laughs> just significantly worse and be like, oh, I actually did fantastic. That guy sucks. <laughs> but to be fair, no one like seven years. <laughs> no one was there to watch comedy. They they were there for like a birthday party, and yeah, we're just like two unknown, untested comedians starting out on the very same night. Like imagine going to like your friend's party at a bar, and and there are just two two guys on stage who have never done comedy before, ever before yeah. that night. Imagine just how awkward and awful that would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I think Jason had a bit about shoving a hair straightener up his ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of material. Sure, yeah, yeah. I was rambling about Mike Tyson being on a hoverboard for like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that was relevant in like 2017 or whenever this was. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the worst. Yeah, all my bits were about, you know, they were just things my brother had said to me that to bully me. They were just all like elementary, you know, high school. Dumb. Yeah. (laughs) That's good, though. I honestly should pick up some of my bullies old like insults to me and write them down and profit off them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I actually do look like that and I will tell everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and take the power back. Right. Yeah. How I long actually do you look like Humpty Dumpty before he fell off the wall? <laughs> <laughs> so how long was it before you got to the point where you're like, I think I could do this for for real. Like, I'm gonna take this to the next level. Yeah, it took me a long time. I think I had my foot out of the door. I I was um, I wanted to be an English teacher professor. And I was like teaching at a community college when I very first started for like a year um, at the beginning of my comedy. So and then I realized I didn't want to do that. So there was a long like transition period for several years that I just didn't really do it. It was like a, you know, infrequent hobby. I I wasn't one of these people who jumped right in and hit the ground running. Um, But then I I think maybe five years ago, I really started to take it serious like or six years ago i really started to um narrow in and then the as the last few years it's been more and more and more you know you kind of well how was it during the 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 pandemic did you do a lot of uh zoom shows or did it kind of put you back a little bit yeah they were awful it was awful (laughs) and it was like we had you know i felt like i had a lot of um momentum going into the pandemic but then and it was just like this feeling of despair like nothing's gonna happen and then going out it ended up all that stuff ended up still like like stuff still happened so it was it was good but my sister got like 
through the course of the pandemic, she got on like TikTok and started posting these characters. And she's been doing comedy for like 15 years, but um, she got to the point, she got like a million, over a million followers and like started selling out clubs and got quasi, you know, like social media famous and gets recognized everywhere. And we get to tour and do clubs. So that's helped me a ton just by um, proxy sort of. Cause she's like right. that we co-headline these shows and it's all like these dream rooms that I've wanted to, that I would love to like feature in. And now all of a sudden I'm getting to like co-headline them. Um, so that's been awesome. That's so cool. was her success on TikTok kind of your cue to start doing, you know, trying to do the same thing. Cause I see you like growing <laughs> exponentially on like Facebook reel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, actually it was the other way around. I convinced her to get on there. Um, I, I had already been posting consistently, but, um, I'm not nearly as talented as she is, unfortunately. So, uh, <laughs> she had, no, that's not true. She, but she had 10 years of like sketch acting experience. She went to college for acting. She wrote wow. sketch like intensely for 10 years. Like she was, had been doing comedy for so much longer than me. and. Um, and her like character work is just amazing. And she kind of just hit on this super viral character. It's like this oblivious wealthy woman who is like this. She has no frame of reference for regular people things. So it's yeah. like wealthy woman goes camping and it's like, and she's really upbeat and, and like love. It's just like lovable character. Normally wealthy people are portrayed as like most of them suck. So yeah. <laughs> It's like this sort of spin on like this really just oblivious, but like fun and excitable. And then she does all these kind of like sexual innuendo puns, like the characters, like this deviant woman who's just super rich. Um, but it's it's really brilliant. I mean, she's a brilliant writer. Um, so and she's been working very hard for a long time. So I, I kind of got into comedy because of her. Um, she started like 15 years ago and I started like I want to say like 12 um yeah so that's been really cool we got to tell you guys about b-res coffee company that's right b-res coffee is a small business established here on the gulf coast that was created for gamers by gamers. whatever kind of coffee you like they got you covered like the out of this world chocolate and caramel flavored roast or the two hardies one ship which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast you can even get your very own open micers roast of coffee so if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. That's awesome, man. So I want to get into a little bit about your show here in our hometown, Ocean yeah. Springs, Mississippi, the Juke Joint, which has been uh, our home comedy venue for probably over a decade here. I hear it was a very strange show that happened that night. Yeah, it was. I had a bad set. It was a bad show. And, you know, that happens like it. You have off nights for I, I don't know if this show was regularly bad or what, but um, well, the guy that booked me booked a run who the run was great with the exception of that show. It was like nobody came out. And also, like, I wasn't drawing anybody. So, like, part yeah. of it was on me of like you know, I'm headlining this place and the farthest place I've ever driven. And, you know, I don't know anybody. I have no fans. So, um, and then it was like the, the guy running it kept insisting that we do it inside or outside, even though it was hot as fuck and there was nobody there. And there were like so many mosquitoes. It was like in the, the mid middle of summer, it was so fucking hot. And I was like, why are we doing this inside? And then it was just like, like there were so many bugs and I, just the, the fucking mosquitoes were, I was just like, why wow, this is crazy. Um, and then I, I proceeded to bomb because there was nobody there. Um, and yeah, it was awful. And then I drove home immediately after to Cincinnati, which is like <laughs> a 15 hour drive. And I was like, I'm leaving. And we're like, what you're driving back. It was like, yeah. And then I fell asleep in a rest stop. And then a guy tried to murder me at 3 a.m. Did you faint? <laughs> I did not faint. Great questions. Great, great follow-ups. Um, I did not faint. This was crazy. I Okay, so I drive back. I leave the show. It's like 10 o'clock. 
and and I'm just running kind of hot and I'm just like, I'm just going to start driving, whatever. Uh, five hours in, I hit a wall. It's like 3 a.m. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to pull off in this rest stop. I think it was in Alabama. And I go to sleep and I wake up at about like 5 a.m. to the knock, a knocking at my window. And I'm kind of like out of it. I, I didn't, I was kind of hazy as this was happening. And the scariest man I've ever seen in my life, you know, I would say 55 white guy, um, redhead with a mustache. He just looked like a murderer. I don't know how to like describe it. Like he just had a vibe. Like I felt this vibe of like, oh, this man's here to take my soul tonight, you know? And uh, he's knocking on my window and I'm just like, What's going on? And I rolled down. I I kind of cracked the window, and I'm like, huh, you know, he's got a gas can, and he's like, hey, my car ran out of gas. Can you drive me to the next, uh, to the nearest gas station? It's like a half a mile down the road. It's five a.m. in Alabama. I'm like, fuck no, very old white guy. You're not murdering me. So I like, I have five dollars in my pocket, and I I slide. I'm like, oh, sorry, like, I, I can't, I can't. And I give him, like, $5. And he, like, snatches it away from me. And he's, like, pissed off. And I, I kept thinking, like, that's so weird. Like, why couldn't you just, like, call an Uber or cab? And why do you have a gas? Like, who has that on them? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Some people, I guess, might. But, like, the way that he kind of, like, got pissed off. Like, anyone else, I feel like, if you're, like, trying to get money or Rob's, like, we're giving him money, right? We're giving him five dollars. Yeah. It was like I, I don't know. He walked away, and I was like, "That guy wanted to murder me." He was trying to like get in my car to like make my body a comforter for his. <laughs> that that is a common scam down here. Usually, they are just trying to get money, but sometimes they're trying to steal your car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he and was definitely trying to steal your car. Few times they're probably trying to wear your skin. Yeah, he might have been. <laughs> I got that. I got those vibes from him. Like it was really, yeah. Well, a great piece of advice <laughs> is never stop and sleep anywhere in Alabama ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have slept in Mississippi before you crossed yeah. that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. No, I should have stayed. I shouldn't have left. I don't know why, dude. Did, people but... can say what they want about Mississippi, but at least Mississippi won't try to kill you. <laughs> like yeah. Alabama yeah. will. As no, Mississippi won't try to kill you as long as you're white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're completely safe. It's Mississippi fine. just wants to sell you meth. That's what they. That's what is going to happen here. Yeah. But I understand why you why you left though. I mean, you you know, you had a bad set, you were heated, you but were, I didn't I like, just want to fucking go home. Unfortunately, I didn't really get a good like I didn't get to experience the the city or whatever because I had just driven there like right before the show from like Pensacola, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I couldn't like I, I hate that that's my only experience. I'm sure it's like yeah. a cool town, and I, I'm sure that was like an off night for the show. Like I heard that that everybody like it. It was such a cool. It was a very cool venue. Like the stage was very cool, and the fact that there were two, um, and yeah, I met some. I met some very nice comics. Um, fuck, what was the one guy's name? I can't remember. Maybe it'll come to me. But um, yeah, there were some very nice comics who came out, and uh, yeah. I hate that that's my only. Well, yeah, I, I've done that exact same run several times. And yeah. the juke joint would normally be the best show on that's, that entire oh, run. Yeah. And that's the other thing. That's what the, the booker kept telling me. He was like, that's he was like, that's supposed to be the best. He's because uh, I was telling him that was the worst. Show. And he was like, that, that's weird. That's normally the best one. So, yeah. 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 And, and that's not bias either. I, I think maybe you just don't play well there because like well, there was just nobody there is the you that know what too. I mean? like yeah. yeah I don't think it was like I just couldn't get anybody out you know I couldn't draw right. the, it's so very like, hit or miss especially the like yeah. the book shows there like one show will be absolutely mm-hmm. packed out and then the next yeah. one will be like three people there and then the next yeah. one will be packed out again it's like it's there's no real like consistency yeah. to it yeah yeah well the guy kept talking about how todd barry was there last week and had packed it out and i'm like 
I'm not Todd Barry. Like, I'm not going to pack this out. Let's go inside. Like, yeah. what are we doing? I was Todd Barry actually didn't even do it. He canceled his show there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never met him. I don't know what he was talking about, though. Todd Barry did not perform at the Duke Joint. He was supposed to, yeah. but he canceled to do a New York date. Um, yeah. It doesn't help either. They're like, oh, no, no, no. He's talking about how Todd Barry was coming and had sold all these tickets. He was supposed to be there like the next month. And yeah, like, he canceled uh, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Todd Barry is also very difficult to deal with. Yeah, like, yeah. He he demanded. Uh, well, this is something he demands for all of his shows. He demands that you get him an alarm clock where the numbers on it are blue, so that he can time himself <laughs> with an actual alarm clock with blue letters or blue numbers or whatever. I wonder if he's like colorblind. I don't know. He might just be a kook. Yeah. Because <laughs> every comic in the world just uses their own phone. Yeah. That sounds like a game show. Colorblind or kooky? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But, and too, it's like, I've struggled at the juke before when I've tried to sort of calm it down and, like, get someone to go with me on a narrative, and they're just like, do the dick jokes! Like, yeah. Like the the comic that would be perfect, like the kind of comic that would kill at the juke joint is someone like Big J Okerson, right? Yeah. Like yeah, someone yeah. who's like the grungy, gritty, dirty kind of comic. Like Yeah. I yeah. mean it, they the, had that the, feel like a sort of like a biker's bar kind of like it's owned by bikers. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was a really f- good food next door, too, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, there's really good food uh, at the yeah. juke joint. Or yeah, at the place. It maybe was, was it served out back, maybe or something. Yeah. Yeah, the ki- the kitchen's right next door. Yes. But, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really good. But yeah, it sucks that you caught him on an off night. Um yeah. the the producer of that venue openly says that, that that you're the worst comedian he's ever booked. Oh, that's funny because he's <laughs> because he's the worst booker i've ever met like i I didn't want to talk shit about it but like i was trying to tiptoe around it but like god that guy fucking sucks can i i mean i'm gonna just say it because you know since we're we're opening the window here the the guy's stage name is a dragon like what like you're a fucking dragon i was like the pet he didn't pay me as much as I was told I was going to be paid. And then like, he was such an asshole the whole time. Like he kept talking about how Todd Barry was selling all these tickets. And he's like, you know, when Todd Barry's here, it's going to be like packed this and that. And I was like, okay, like, first of all, like if you're a booker, that's such an asshole thing to like compare somebody who's like an unknown headliner. Right. I'm like new to headlining. This is two years ago. Like I'm still new to headlining. And, uh, (laughs) and he's just talking all this shit. And I'm just like, fuck this guy. Like your show sucks. There's nobody here. Like, of course, is the worst comic he's ever seen. If there's like two people in the audience, right? And because I, of course, like I did bomb. Like it was fucking terrible. I'm doing like 40 minutes with like mosquitoes outside, and like, <laughs> and he's like, somebody was like, oh, like we should like the mic in here is popping. Like we should. And I'm like, why aren't we going in this small room where like four people can fit into a comedy show instead of outdoor in the midst of, you know. Oh, and trying uh, to do anything outside here on the coast during the summer is just the worst. Like, why? I had to play music at the juke joint uh, a couple of months ago, like in the heat of summer. We're in the middle of heat wave. It's like 110 degrees outside. I almost died because it was so yeah. freaking hot. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, it's just like, um, like, <laughs> I, I left that night because I was so fucking pissed at the booker because he was just such an asshole. He was such an asshole about the money and the payment. And I was like, I'm leaving. And he was like, what do you mean you're leaving? I was like, I'm driving back to Cincinnati. Pay me right now because like this is ter- this is the worst experience I've ever had at a show. So if you're listening, <laughs> fuck you, Krangus the Deuce Dragon. Uh, <laughs> I will. The worst booker I've ever ever had to work with in my entire shots fired <laughs> I, yeah. look i do have to preface this with saying our listeners obviously know who this is he's been on the okay. show he's okay. a buddy of mine okay. um sorry i mean but no. listen but listen <laughs> you're a guest on our show yeah i like you and yeah. and i like him 
And yeah. I've had so many spats with him before about the same kind of stuff. And he yeah. has actually gotten much better since you've been. He's yeah. Definitely gotten okay. better. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but Andrew- of course, I just, you know, we're just, we're just reporting facts here about how the two sure, of you feel. Sure. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to tiptoe around it because I didn't want to like, I'm like, I don't want to trash this booger, you know, whatever. But Oh, we don't want to tiptoe around it. I mean, yeah. you know. We're into the juice now. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're we're already cooking. We might as well. Yeah, we're cooking. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, dude. He's probably going to listen to this and laugh about it, right. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> or he's going to listen to it and send you a very angry DM. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I won't. I won't see it. It'll go into my filter. It'll go into your message request. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. Well, yeah. I'm I'm glad we got to go over this experience uh, from from you performing down here. Um, Jason, what what other points do we need to touch on while we have the man here? We talked about uh, your starting open mics. Did we talk about your first your time doing uh, breaking into clubs for the first time? Um, no, I had. Uh, do you guys know Stuart Huff by chance? I don't. One of my favorite comics. Um, he brought me for the first time to a club uh, called the Caravan in Louisville. Um like way before I was ready and uh wasn't a great club but I was I was real bad um it was it was brutal it took yeah. me a while to kind of acclimate to featuring it took me a while to um build that 25 because you guys know how like you can write like 25 minutes of material but then you get a first like feature set and it's it's different thing to have 25 minutes of material than to have a cohesive 25 minutes same thing with like 45 right any or any degree and the bigger that number gets the more difficult it kind of because then you have to start building structurally thematically around you know these things so yeah that's what i was working on before the pandemic hit was i was working on my 25 minute feature set and then Mm -hmm. pandemic hit and just sort of i just lost all momentum (laughs) once the pandemic hit and I still haven't really gotten it back, honestly. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's understandable. I think everybody hit like a, you know, creative, psychological, you know, emotional rut during that time. So I think that's, you know, and, and I think that's understandable for it to take time to get out of as well. You know, it's, but yeah, it just takes time, I think. Yeah, for most people, Jason's just bad at comedy. Um, that's that's funny though. I mean, <laughs> I, I've never thought about even breaking into themes as a feature set yet. So that that's cool to see that like in different scenes because it's it's entirely different here. Like the amount of comics I can do twenty five minutes in Mississippi, I can count on one hand, and I'm probably three of them. So sure, like, I mean, yeah, it's a smaller <laughs> scene. It's probably more like insulated a little bit in terms of. It, yeah right. right it's big of a market to yeah right is there so, a club in louisiana there is yeah okay it's a, a comedy house new orleans is their club okay okay yeah so there's a, there's a lot of good comedy louisiana uh is popping right now like yeah Lafayette, mandeville uh lake charles they all have great shows yeah. going on over there yeah i knew a few new orleans comics who were great um but yeah I would love to, because I haven't really gotten to experience, you know, like, I, only certain parts of, like, the South and then, you know, all along the East Coast. But I would love to get more into, like, all those cities, because I've heard good things about, yeah. yeah if you want to do places. a Southern run again, I mean, you definitely have to hit Lafayette. And yeah, yeah that comes up a lot. Yeah, that's where it's really, like, the, it's coalescing around Lafayette right now yeah yep that's cool how far away is that like are there a lot of cities within driving distance to you guys like what um it's what about, are the i think lafayette's about three hours from here from where we're yeah, at about, about three or four hours um our biggest comedy city nearest us is mobile like they've got stuff cracking in mobile right now yeah mobile was fun that show uh what was the place um the piano bar or something? the electric piano parlor yeah. baby <laughs> yeah that place was awesome I've I've played there probably a dozen times, and when I'm not playing there, I will take friends there to get drunk because it's just the most fun oh. bar in Mobile. 
oh, it was the best. We did a show there, and then uh, the show was great. And then after the show, there was an Elton John fucking like yeah. player playing the ripping. And I I love Elton John. He's one of my favorite musicians. Like, and this dude is just annihilating. And then we had to go. And I was like, I don't want to leave. Like, I do not want to go back to the normal watch this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Moby was cool. I I, I really was. I, I enjoyed. Yeah. Dude, the the first time I ever did the piano parlor, they wouldn't let us on stage because they said that the pianos were worth more than what they're paying all of us together. <laughs> so we couldn't get on the stage. We had to stand uh, in front of the pianos. God, that is so degrading and true. He's right. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, he's right. I'm going to stand in the audience and do crowd work for 20 minutes because <laughs> what the fuck else am I going to do when I'm yeah. standing this close to you? <laughs> yeah. Don't get my fucking piano dirty with your hands. <laughs> right, with your stupid... You're going to spill a beer on it with your stupid yeah. comic meat hands. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get anywhere near my fucking grand piano. Yeah. <laughs> you'll have to be uh, buried in one, Jacob, because that's the only thing you'll be able to fit in is a grand piano. Uh, <laughs> I can't get buried in your mom's pussy. Oh! oh, oh, oh let's go! Oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit of light ribbon from the co-hosts here, uh, dude. I I recommend coming back through here. Definitely headline at the juke joint again. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you'll be welcomed there with open arms. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have anything crazy happen to you in Mobile? Because it seems like every time I perform in Mobile, I have a story. Well, I mean, so I had not ever met the booker of that whole run who I love, uh, Compton Smith. You oh, guys yeah. know Compton? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's been on the show. Yeah. Love Compton. Um, <clears throat> so he had set up that whole run and, uh, Oh, this was two arm Compton as well. What a rare creature. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two armed at the time. Um, and I, I only, I only knew him from a reference, right. For the shows. And I pull up, I, I had no idea what to expect. Never been to mobile, Alabama. You know, only driven through Alabama at all. And I show up and I'm like, okay, this is the piano joint. And then I see on the corner, the first guy I see is just this guy, long haired hippie with a long beard, wearing a kilt. And I'm like, Mobile, <laughs> Alabama. Who is this man wearing a kilt right now? And I start walking. And then he's like, Andrew, Andrew. And he's like looking at me and I'm like, who the fuck is this? And he's like, oh, it's, it's Compton. It's Compton. And I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, Mobile. So I was like, that's normal. And then, yeah, now he's, now he's down, down an arm. Yeah, you hear the <laughs> name Compton and it just doesn't, like the way he looks does not fit his name at all. No, no. yeah. I love that dude. He's so funny. It's funny that the craziest part of visiting Mobile for you was just meeting Compton. Yep. That was it. <laughs> I, that's hilarious to yeah. I've been in several street fights in Mobile, Alabama, outside of comedy shows. Yeah, people like to fight Jacob in uh, Mobile for some yeah, reason. Really? <laughs> Multiple yeah. times. I, I don't know. Anything to instigate it? Uh... Well, this one like little ninety pound blonde lady didn't like my jokes, like while I was on stage, and so I was outside smoking a cigarette afterwards, and she was like, "You should stop being such a fucking pervert." And I said, "Well, you should stop being such a fucking cut." And so her giant mongoloid boyfriend was like, "What? Would you say, pussy?" And, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. A fist fight ensued. Yeah, that's scary. But that's fair game. That's fair game. See, what you should have done, yeah. Jacob, is you sh as soon as he walked up, you should have fainted right then. <laughs> right. I just, yeah, oh. that's my defense. Dude, you got to turtle out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost fainted when at the Alabama Music Box, the same video I got in several fights at, I was in the mosh pit of a punk rock show after the comedy show. And then some little guy who was right here uh, to me headbutts me with the back of his head oh. and my nose just completely shatters completely broken right. just blood seeping out of my nose jesus yeah luckily it was the last show of the run <laughs> <laughs> i like how uh, 
You do anything to instigate these fights? Well, not really. I mean, I called this guy's girlfriend a cunt, and then I got in a mock. Like, but it's it's not my fault. Is it? I'm secretly Luis J. Gomez. That's who I am. Yeah, yeah but to be I'm... fair, Jacob, you have a very punchable face. So, you know. Nah, yeah. you're You guys are both sweet face. Thank you, Andrew. You're such a sweet boy. You're just the sweetest boy. Choose something else to do with your life, Andrew. You don't need this. I know. It does weigh on me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're coming up towards the, the end of our time here. Um, dude, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you guys for having me. Of yeah. course. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, be sure to tell everybody at home where they can find you on the internet, what all you have coming up, what do you want the people to know? Yeah, um, just check out my either my website or my Instagram or YouTube, whatever social media, it's my name. Um, you can find it if you search on there. Um, but yeah, I got all uh, my shows. I need to update my website, but um, I got shows coming up everywhere, you know. So if you're around, I perform in the South a lot, and hopefully I'll be, I'll be back around your boys. Uh, you know, neighborhood. Yeah, we can yeah. hang Come out. Come back to the juke joint soon. Yeah. yeah. We'll get a yeah. trash, we'll get a trash panda burger or whatever they call it. The trash burger. Nice. Hell yeah. They don't call it that. What do they call What do they call the big burger? The trash that, panda. You had it right the, the first time. Okay. Well, you should have just said that. <laughs> you should. Oh my God, dude. It's like arguing with your fucking demented grandfather. Hey, I'm getting old. I have dementia. So shut up. But uh, I'll put your uh, website and your uh, Instagram in the uh, show notes. So if you guys want to go follow them, just uh, look in the show notes and go click those and it'll take you right where you need to go. So, Jacob, you got anything coming up you need to to, to promote? Nothing I can talk about right now. I do want to say that uh, we should get an ad read put on this episode for Globe Glider, our official new sponsor. That is a mobile game available right now in the App Store that you can go download. My brother is actually a producer of. The Globe Glider video game and any donations made to them, 50% of that profit will go straight into our pockets as well. So go download the game, donate to the game if you can, and uh, it will benefit the show here. And uh, next week, we've got fucking somebody coming on. I forgot who it was. <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> what uh, platform is that? Globe Glider? Is that a PC game or is that a. It, it's a mobile game. It's on Google Play and the App Store right now. Okay, cool. I'll just check that out. That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. shit. Next week, we have Sean Donnelly on, dude. That's going to be a fucking tight one. Easy <laughs> bet. Uh, this, this Saturday, October 21st, my band Falls From Grace is going to be playing tracks in Long Beach. Uh, it's going to be, if you bring, if you have a costume, it's free admission. Um, you can win $200 in the costume contest. Also, they're going to be giving away a raffle uh, for a brand new Jackson guitar. Uh, it's five dollars per ticket so come on out the tracks this october 21st saturday night and uh thank you thank you again to andrew for coming on the show it's been an absolute pleasure having you yeah. and um oh, thanks for me. uh we will uh we will see you soon hopefully and we'll get to hang out here in uh in ocean spring but uh, i think that's it so i'm gonna hit the music here if you want to email us email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. Go to our link tree, link tree slash openmicerspodcast. That takes you everywhere you need to go and even has PayPal and Cash App if you just want to throw us a little cash to keep us going. If you want to follow us on uh, social media at openmicers, go do that and we will see you guys next week. Jason looks like a trash burger. <laughs> This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.